Hi everyone and welcome to Third Row from the Back. Uh, I'm your host this week, uh, John. I'm here with Oliver James and Kifar. Hey, yo. I haven't been here for a while. You're back yeah, you're from back. the dead. I've been busy as hell. Yeah, stalking the leftovers cast members. You've yes. had a restraining order. Yeah, that happened. And you've been in court. And then they dropped a... Uh, That's where you've been. A, a, a video. And I was like... <laughs> yeah. That's where you've been. So yeah, I've been uh, in a dark room with that video on repeat for two weeks. Yep. <laughs> How have you guys been? Good. Good. Yeah. Busy. Busy. Keeping this podcast alive, John. Yeah. Just yeah, watching guys. Star Wars and I'm podcasting. Not as much as you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm the only constant. <coughs> yeah, we will. Yeah, you literally not missing. I am the anchor that <laughs> holds this podcast together. And you're also mm. the most modest. Yes. Um, oh yeah, definitely modest. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, what um, are you excited about Christmas? I love Christmas. It's the best time of the year. It's the most hey. wonderful time literally, of the year. Like for what we in three days. Yeah, yep. three days. Three days away. We're recording this on the 22nd. Nice, nice, nice and close. If you're listening to this afterwards, enjoy the week between uh, 25th and the 31st. It's, yep. a, it's a nice week of rest and food. It's a weird week. It is weird, but I, I like it. Yep. Um, so, should we start this beautiful festive episode let's get this on the road as they say i think okay the first trailer in my trailer round up 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 (laughs) trailer round up the fast and furious eight known as the fate of the furious yes one of the best uh titles i've ever heard yeah Yeah, it's it's a a good title it's nice to have like a mix-up yeah after seven films um so next spring, Blockbuster Summer kicks off with Fast and Furious 8, The Fate of the Furious. It's been called that. Um, so yeah, this franchise began as a sort of, um, you know, light car. It was just a road, it was just yeah, a racing thing. Yeah, it's like a proper money Blockbuster. Yeah, which I love. Dwayne. It's just an action. It's just action. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really sort of coming to itself in the past few films. Yeah. So we've got a trailer for this one, and it's quite a nice sort of two and a half minutes of you see that like, Statham and the Rock and that's all you need. Um, yeah. I like, just need those two. Yeah. And, and I'm sold. It's uh, it looks fun. Yeah. I'm sure. I don't actually, I didn't even clock really until right now that Paul Walker isn't in it. Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel weird. Right, Obviously yeah. it's unfortunate he's dead, <laughs> but it, it, it doesn't feel weird that he's not in the film. Right. Yeah, kind, of, kind of what the whole last one ended up being, wasn't it? It's like yeah. Goodbye. I think they did a good job of saying goodbye. And yeah, the main plot point in this one is that basically Vin Diesel has gone rogue. Mm. Um, Dominic, and he's working with the villain who is Charlize Theron oh. with her evil dreadlocky hair. Fuck. Yeah. Well, if you're excited for this film, 
um, as far as in America, it's out on April 14th, 2017. Um, but, I mean, Jason Statham. Yeah. <laughs> he's with the good guys this time. Yeah. The true. genius writing they've done to yeah. make it to make to make it make sense that Statham is on the good side is genius, and that he's gonna work with you know the guys he was trying to kill. I love it. And then I just having the Rock, Statham, and Kurt Russell in a scene together. It's just a beautiful thing. It makes me tear up. I, I think you might actually explode while yeah. you watch this. Yeah, and then we don't even see Helen Mirren in it, who is in the film, like. I'm super excited. And then they've got like the tank car and then they've got a fucking submarine and they've got a wrecking ball at the start. I'm just, I'm mad hype. Yeah. It, it, it looks exciting. I need to watch the other films. Yeah, wh- huh? I need to watch the other ones and then what? I can finally watch one in the cinema. Have you seen them? Nah, none of them. Well, uh, that's why you don't understand why these are the best films ever because you haven't seen them. Yeah, you know this. You both know this. I kind of forgot because, like, you should have seen them. <laughs> you know? Yeah, can you remind me again when you watched them, Ollie. Last year? <laughs> yeah. It's not that mm-hmm. long ago. Yeah, as long as fucking sure than when you watched them because you haven't even. <laughs> yeah. I used to watch Two Fast and Furious a lot as a kid. Yeah, that was a solid flick. I, I, think, I think I watched the fourth one, right? Is that just called like the Fast and Furious or Fast and It's called called Fast and Furious, yeah. Yeah, I think I saw that one. But yeah, I mean that's the start of the greatness. <laughs> yeah. It just starts ramping up from there. <laughs> I'm gonna move on to the next trailer. Which, which is, is just even more greatness. John Wick chapter two. So they've released the second trailer for this film. Yeah. And we see Keanu Reeves back as John Wick. Helping a former associate who wants to take control of an assassin's guild. He's pretty terrible at staying retired, is John Wick. Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks great. I'm with up for this film. I'm super excited. I'm super excited. We get a bit more plot. Yeah. Um, it looks like every hitman is out to assassinate him. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool, 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 do that. And then... John Wick's just going to beat the crap out of all of them. Um, and then there's just this crazy scene. It's my favourite scene in the trailer. It's the one that got me mad hype when he just starts shooting everyone and, like, just see, like, he's just shooting everyone in the head. Just just one shot in the head um, in the ballroom. And it's, like, the best scene that I've seen put to film full stop. That's not a Fast and Furious film. Um, just the camera use and the direction and the performance looks incredible. Yeah. Um, I'm so down for it. I'm very excited. Just a reminder, Chad Estahelski is directing it solo because um, uh, David Lynch left to direct The Golden City and Deadpool 2. Yeah, busy guys. It doesn't look that last attractive for me. No. It looks awesome. doesn't look bad, but, you know, you can never tell from a trailer, but John Wick's not going to be bad because it's John Wick. Yeah. So, so, uh, it's what the American date of February 10th, 2017. Um, And, yeah, very excited for that one, indeed. Yup, yup. Yeah, boy. So, next trailer... Is a teaser for the m- most for exciting, exciting film, film now that Arrival is out of the way. 
Blade Runner 2049. 2049. Sorry, Ryan Gosling, my, my new bae. I love him. Yeah. So Wait, wait, wait. What? And Harrison Ford, who I feel like is he's the... Right. Who's, you know... He's right. But he, <laughs> he is... He's Mr. Blade Runner. Um, he is the Blade Runner. I know, I'm aware. But I just feel like he needs to be given as much as Ryan Gosling. Because Ryan Gosling's hotter. Ryan Gosling's hotter, but remember how hot Harrison Ford was back yeah, in the day. Yeah, I was about to say, back right. in the day, though. Mate, Han Solo. Young Han Ooh. Solo. Yum. <laughs> yum, yum. Blade Runner 2049. Follow up to the 1982 classic. Redefine the genre of sci-fi. So Dennis Villeneuve is directing of Sicario and Arrival. Arrival. Yeah. Um, Harrison Ford and Ryan Gosling in this teaser. Ryan Gosling's like walking around this sort of large building and then Harrison Ford pops out the door. He's his just, gun he's saying, walking everywhere. Saying, um, this used to be my shit or whatever. This you, you stole my role, is what he says. Right, okay. <laughs> you can tell that I'm invested. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like a nice tease that's literally, like, dense and beautiful, even though it's just a tease. Um, I'm interested. What do you yeah. guys think? Keith, um, how, do you yeah. want to talk about it for your... I know you've got such interest in Blade Runner 2. Yeah. Um... <coughs> The first one's great. Like, there's some story lacking stuff, but it's like the film's respected more as visual. Yeah. And that's what we needed to see. We needed to see it have that same style, and it does. Yeah, visuals be popping. Like, just something new, something fresh. Yeah. From the feel of it. You can't get, yeah, I can't get too much out of it because obviously it's only a little teaser. Yeah, I actually expected us to get way less than this. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I, I think I, I thought probably we thought get, like a shot of just Gosling doing like one thing. Okay. And I just the other shots were just part of the city. Yeah, because I think we got the premise on the same day. I think was it? Yeah, Keith? I think it dropped the same day, and it was like trailer coming in a few hours. Yeah, it dropped. It dropped a day, and it was basically the plot was basically Force Awakens, where it was just like <laughs> Ryan Gosling is looking for Harrison Ford. That was the premise. So. I did not think we would see Harrison Ford in the tease, so I was quite happy when he pops up for a second. Yeah. And um, it kind of it kind of shows that he's going to be in it more than we think. And at the yeah. end, we see a date, which is October 6th, 2017. Mm, still, yeah. still a way off, but yeah. it's about yeah, time we've really got a trailer for this. But yeah, like, definitely interesting, and obviously people will be very much... Excited yeah, and and it's in IMAX, which is cool. Um, and it, it's it's had five and a half million views in the last few days. Um, and I don't I don't really I don't remember how popular Blade Runner, the original is, but I reckon that's a pretty good indication that this film might you know be popular. That might yeah. it might do well. Mm. I don't know how cult hitty like Blade Runner was. It's a it's a cult hit, I think, is the exact yeah. thing to call it. It made yeah the budget is twenty eight million. It made thirty three point uh, eight million altogether at the box office oh, wow. because no okay. no one liked it when it came out in the cinema. Yeah. They only liked the director's cut. So yeah, that is quite 
that is mm. um that'll be interesting to see yeah, how many I fans it's picked I up over the years keeps going around people will be more interested yeah i mean just villainers in general right because like you like, know yeah like for me there's no question this film's gonna be good no matter yeah. what i just i i'm just looking up how much arrival made quickly that it made it right really well right 47 yeah 47 million budget and it made 142 million so nice. that's pretty good it's just going up for this guy yeah onto my phone trailer of this week's roundup going in style yeah my boy that breath directing his and this movie after two of my favorite films yeah after having to beg for money <laughs> on a crowdfunding uh warner I brothers would, has would, pitched I, in this time i will defend garden state and michelle until i die i think they're both you didn't do a good job of defending it when me and keeper <laughs> <laughs> was talking about it beautiful films so I, I will be excited for this film which is a remake of a um if you get the year 1973 uh, um movie a heist movie where three elderly men decide to rob a bank in this remake we have um morgan freeman michael kane alan arkin Michael Caine. We Kine. got Michael Caine in so, it. Yeah, it's a studio comedy, very different from what Brath has done. Yeah, yeah, very different. Trailer looks quite generic, I thought. Um, but like, I'm biased, so I'll see it. It's nice to see him just trying to do a normal film. I, I disagree. I, I just want the same Brath. But no, but like, that is a very. I don't know the word. It's very, I don't know, I, this feels like, even though it feels more generic, this feels like him levelling up in a direct way of, he wouldn't have got this, he wouldn't have been able to do this with his first or second film, it's only because he's made two films. Yeah, he, he, like, wouldn't, like he wouldn't have the chance to make something like this. Into more, right? Yeah, with three big actors, you know, yeah. and, and from Warner Brothers. I feel like this is him going up. Even if the film's not as good as the other two, in your opinion, mm. I feel like I feel like this is a progression of his direct yeah. directing career. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean I just want good things to him. I think he's awesome. So yeah, what do you think of the trailer? It's fine. I I was kind of expecting uh to like it a bit more. But yeah, I, I was. I had some funny bits, and then you know, you've, when you've got these three guys together, it's just going to be kind of entertaining. So, yeah. um, like you know yeah. what you're going in for. You're going in for a nice, fun little comedy. Yeah, because I I didn't expect anything out of um, Last Vegas from like 2013, oh, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, I but I, I enjoyed that, that. I enjoyed that. So if they do the same kind of thing here, it's out on April 7th, 2017. Oh, well, that's um, quite soon, actually. Yeah, yeah. No, not far, so excited for that. That concludes this festive trailer roundup. Trailer roundup, up, up, up. Trailer roundup. Um, what do you guys have? I have some DC news for everybody. Sick. It's called Cause DC shit. Because what? It's DC shit. Uh, no, what are you talking about? Everyone loved the hit film, Batman vs. Superman, and Suicide Squad. So Pure, more like Suicide Squad. Ah, you've, you've 
Oh, it's tasty. It's a medicine. Yes. <laughs> anyway. So, what, what's, what's, <laughs> what, what, are they, what are they doing this time, huh? Well, because it works so well in Suicide Squad. Yep. David Ayer is coming back <gasps> with Margot Robbie to team up and do a DC's villains movie called Gotham City Sirens. <laughs> I don't I mean, understand why Ayer's coming back. That's the whole problem I've got. Why? I have no other problem with this because Suicide Squad is not a good film. But, uh, and one of the big problems with it was David Ayer. Yeah. Just looking at the film we got, not the film that was left in the editing suite or anything like that. The film we got, he took yeah. complete credit for it. He said, This is my film, this is what I wanted. And that is not good enough for a big studio superhero film from what we're getting with Marvel. So. No, I, I'm when he's made good films before. Yeah. And, you know, this is about. Yeah, David Ayer's made great films before, and this is about Harley Quinn, Catwoman, and Poison Ivy, who are like the three big kind of female characters yeah. aside from like Wonder Woman, and you're giving him to David Ayer again, and I just I don't want to see what he's gonna do with it, and it just the the main thing about it is that it shows DC doesn't give a shit what the fans think because no one Suicide Squad even on IMDb is on like a six point three, it's not doing well even just with fans so for 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 like dc and warner brothers to go hey let's hire him back because he did such a great job right. he didn't do a great job so you shouldn't hire him back mm. that's my that's my main thing with it yeah but i don't know how their budget breaks down especially with marketing and stuff but they probably made money on this right on it made money but that i i you know that doesn't matter it does it's matter uh? but it doesn't it would have made it would have made more money <laughs> if it was good. No, it, but it matters to DC. Um, yeah, but what? Yeah, it would make more money if it was good. It would have made a lot more money. People didn't see it because it was shit. And I think, I think just getting how hard is it to get a new director? Yeah, I know, right? Um, but I, I, I don't know. I saw something that like, um, Margot Robbie was kind of saying, "I'd only do it if Ayers come back and stuff like that," which. I don't know. Um, that doesn't make any sense because that means once he leaves, then she's not going to do any of it. Well, Never. maybe maybe she's just this, you know, maybe just yeah. this, like, thing. And it, it doesn't say if Ayers is going to write it, I don't think, because he wrote Suicide Squad, so maybe they're not going to let him write this time and just focus on directing, and that might help. Hopefully. Um, and as you mentioned before, who it uh, stars, the three characters, um, also a bit more news... Rumours are going around that Megan Fox is eyed for Poison Ivy. Which, once again, shows DC don't care about their fans because why are you hiring her instead of a talented actress? Yeah, I just don't understand what they're thinking. Yeah, it's, it's just weird because like when you know Marvel goes and hires Brie Larson for Captain Marvel, you know, yeah, stuff like so that. fucking perfect. They know what they're doing there. Yeah, I just don't get what, I don't get what DC are trying to do. Trying to fuck us. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah, and you know what, Kiefer? I'm going to let them fuck me. Cause oh, yeah, because you're going to see every single one of them. Yeah, day one. I'll see it yep. day one in IMAX because I want to get the most out of it because I want to like it because I'm trying yeah. to like them, but they keep fucking me over. But I, the I, general I public, I don't know. Superman, even though I know it has problems, but Suicide Squad wasn't good. Yeah. 
Ugh, little boy. Yeah, it kind of just bums me out, to be honest. Yeah, it's a shame. It'd, it'd be cool if they were moving away to do something different, but it looks like they're going to stick to this rut. Yeah. Um, oh, they they also said that um, like they're developing a Suicide Squad sequel, aren't they? And looking into a spin-off featuring Deadshot. So yeah. it seems like they're going to kind of focus on Suicide Squad a lot. I think they're just just really scrambling to make any popular movie to keep this franchise alive. Yeah, it's barely a franchise. Yeah, and it, you know, but you know, DC put their lineup out so long ago. Yeah, I think it kind of shows they're not going to stick to that, and now it's kind of just like a random template. Uh, yeah, it's because Marvel did it. Marvel did it. They do it, then it becomes real. But yeah, but Marvel, Marvel don't kind of Marvel don't change around as much, do they? No, only some things and like Inhumans getting moved, that's fine. Yeah. That's really been it and they've just added movies. What's wrong yeah. with that? Yeah, exactly. But, hey, yeah, yeah. yeah, hey, let's go on to some news about a talented director. Um, that is yes, mine. Let's. Huh? Yes, let's. Yeah, let's go to Martin Scorsese. Um, he is kind of just out promoting silence at the moment. And he was talking about um, his film that he's doing with Leonardo DiCaprio, which uh, is his sixth film with him whenever yes. it gets made. Um, and he says, and basically, it was it was quite a while ago, but um, Leo's been attached to a film called uh, The Devil in the White City, which is based on a book of the same ni- name um, since 2010. And I think Scorsese's been on for a few years on the project. Um, and he basically just said the script's being worked on right now. Um, now that silence is kind of out, they're just gonna he's gonna focus on that. Yeah, like you know, you know, he's only got a few more movies in him. Yeah, he's gonna be really careful about the choices. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you just need to make you know the best shit you can. Um, and it sounds cool. It's about like it's about a, a serial killer. Um, who an infamous serial killer who used the excitement surrounding the World's Fair in Chicago in 1893 as a way to capture people in a hotel um, that also doubled as his own death trap, which sounds kind of weird and kind of makes me wonder, like, what Scorsese and DiCaprio are thinking with that film. I think that could be cool. Um, And then the other bit of news is that uh, Scorsese is going to use de-aging technology on Robert De Niro in uh, his film The Irishman, which is his film After Silence, so Scorsese is juggling a lot still. Um, But yeah, I don't I I don't know, it depends how long they're gonna use it, I think to, on on De Niro, like obviously they can't do it, I don't think they can do it for a whole film. No, it depends, I don't know, because like you got to trust Scorsese with anything he does, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I just, you know, it's just technology, though. It's not really Scorsese. It's just you have to believe in the technology at that point. Yeah, um, but, like, if he believes in it, I believe in it. Yeah, I guess. I just, because he's an old man, I kind of just go, he doesn't use computers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> hey, you know, I, I think, you know, if they could do it, it would be great. Because, like, it would have that, like, Godfather part two kind of feel where you're just watching that uh, young Brando, which was De Niro kind of thing. So, like, if they're going all throughout this guy's life, I think that could be pretty cool uh, to use. So, hopefully, 
they will do it well. And I heard they're looking at the stuff used in Rogue One uh, to kind of work with that. Cool, cool. So, yeah. If they can push that further, that could be cool. Yeah, and, you know, from what what people's uh, negative thoughts about characters that use that in Rogue One, I think that relates more to, like, the IMAX 3D kind of stuff. Like, I yeah. think 3D doesn't help with that. And I can't imagine the Irishman would be coming out in 3D and stuff like that. So no. it could help just being in 2D. Fingers crossed. Hopefully. So, yeah, that is my uh, first bit of news. Sweet. On to more direct moves with directors' new projects. So, earlier on, I mentioned uh, Dennis Villeneuve. Uh, he's directing uh, the new Blade Runner, but he's also in talks to direct a re- remake of June. Yeah. So, uh, Frank Herbert's June um, was a film, uh, I forget the year, I can never find the year on these things, um, but quite, I think it's 80s or 90s, like, you know, around that time. Yeah, so why, it's, it's a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, so uh, Dennis has always said that he would love to remake um, that film, and now he's in talks. Legendary Pictures own the rights to June now. They haven't said how much they're going to be making off it, but right now it's just talk, so it's just nothing concrete. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's still very up in the air. What do you think about that, Keith? Have you seen David Lynch's Dune? Because I know uh, you're a Lynch fan. I haven't. I know there's a lot of like hate for it, and like it's not his kind of film. Well, yeah, I, I, I basically heard because Dune is such a kind of sprawling, big story yeah. that you can't put that all into a film so he did his best um so like people that have read the book can understand the film but like no one else can uh, okay. okay so hopefully you know Villeneuve <coughs> got his hands on it he would be able to do a good job and like we said before we kind of just trust him now to do yeah. a good job um I'm curious if what he really wants to do is sci-fi at this point because if he's going to go from like these three films yeah, three films in a row, yeah, which is cause funny because he jumped around all over. Yeah, the place, and that's it, he about him. he's proven he can do everything. Yeah. Um. So yeah, maybe I, he's I just found his calling. Blade Runner is going to be so much different than Arrival. Yeah, that's a very good point. Sci-fi. Yeah, and Dune's going to be different from both of them. Yeah. Because that's more fantasy sci-fi. Yeah. So even though right. he's in sci-fi, he's kind of still splitting subgenres up. Yeah. I just yeah. hope this isn't too big of a project to, ch- to for him to hit. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's going to be like his... Is it going to be his sixth film? Fifth, sixth film? So yeah, about that. That's when you that. need to kind of... That's when you really flex the muscles. Yeah. To see if he can hack something off that big. Yeah, well, I'm excited for anything this guy does, obviously. I'm not going to not see it. What was his first film? Well, uh, uh, he's had... Pr- yeah. Is that Prisoner uh, Sicario Enemy? I'm looking at the list now. Prisoner Sicario Enemy. Um, he he did some stuff before. Arrival. Like in Incendies or whatever it's called. Yeah, he made. Did he make a few for, uh, like just um, foreign films? Uh, yeah, Polytechnic and Maelstrom. I've got here. Yeah. He's got a great uh, like CD so far. Yeah. 
really solid films. So yeah, yeah that's his dad's film. Um, next up on the director's new projects section, uh, Wes Anderson's new stop motion movie is called Eye of the Dogs. Yes, <laughs> it is. So it's been a pretty quiet time for him since Grand Budapest Hotel, which was awesome. Um, and now we learn that, yeah, he's a genuine Oscar contender, um, which was Grand Budapest. So now we get news of his new film, I'm a Dog, which is um, a stop motion. And the voice cast is insane. Um, I'm going to say every single name on this list. Are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. So, Edward Norton, Brian Cranston, Bill Murray, Jeff Goldblum, Scarlett Johansson, F. Murray Abraham, Tilda Swinton, Kenichi Namara, Harvey Keitel, Akira Ito, Akira Takamiyama, Kiri Rankin, Yoko Ono, Courtney P. Dance, Richard Gerwig, Francis McDormand, Bob Balaban, and Luke Schreiber. Yep. Boom. Yeah, it's insane. That's so mental. The weirdest one is Yoko Ono, by far. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So we know that Bill Murray plays a dog. That's that's as much as we know. From, Um, he's going from cats to dogs. Yeah. (laughs) After the hit Garfield. It sounds super interesting. And just like cast alone in school, Mm -hmm. what do you guys think? Uh, I'm kind of just in for whatever Wes Anderson wants to do. I'm just in for the ride. Um, yeah, he hasn't he hasn't made a bad film. No, I it's weird because like I I like Fantastic Mr. Fox. Um, so I feel like I should be more excited for it. But I feel like I'm just gonna kind of whenever it comes out, I'm just gonna be like <coughs> super on it and excited. Yeah, um, like because it's been a long time, or it feels like it has anyway. It's like four years. Yeah. No, it can't have been that Grand long. Budapest was 2013, I think. 2014. It was 2014. 2014. Oh, it was early 2014. Nearly yeah. three years. So, yeah. It'll be three years next week. Wow, that's crazy. There you go. Yeah, but it feels like it's been so long. And, like, we got the H&M short, which was nice. Yeah, he did. But the I, you just always know he's working on something. And when it comes, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, and because he's working on it for so long, you kind of expect a certain quality. Yeah. Of yeah. film. So yeah, and finally on my director's segment, Woody Harrison will r- direct the first live movie shot in one take. Yeah. So this is really awesome. So um, so you you know, people are always trying to re- like reinvent cinema like um on demand and Blu-ray and all sorts, but now. Woody Harrison's taking it to the next level. So, it's called Lost in London. It's set up in next year. One take, one one live broadcast. Hopefully we'll see it at, at, you know, at some point. Um, hopefully live, but if not, soon after. Well, yeah, it's coming out January 19th, so that's very soon. I didn't realise how soon that was. Yeah, really soon. And so I'm hoping, you know, especially because it's filming in London, I'm hoping we'd get it. Yeah. Um, but because it is, because it's on at 9pm 
that would be extremely late here, wouldn't yeah. it? So, or very early. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. Super I don't. I don't think we'll get it live, unfortunately. Super interesting, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. And you know, if it's good, it could set off a trend. Yeah. But who knows? What do you think, Keith? It sounds cool. I'm excited to see if he pulls it off. It's, it's just yeah, it's a wait and see thing, isn't film. it? But yeah, and like he's working with the cinematographer Nigel uh, Wilbury, who uh, who like who does Penny Dreadful, which uh, is one of the most beautiful you know television shows that was on TV. Um, <laughs> so I think that's pretty exciting as well because like if it's single take and it looks good, yeah. Because I can't imagine it looking good being a single take, obviously, because you've got so many other things to think about. Yeah. But if it looks good as well, that's going to be pretty cool. Definitely. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited. And it's got Owen Wilson and Willie Nelson among the cast members so far that we know of. So yeah. That's a good start. Yeah, they're two well-known people. So, yeah, that's it's exciting. What you got, Keith? I got some Rebel stuff. Yo. So, so John, John, you know about the little show called Star Wars Rebels that me and Ollie talk about I, uh, every I, second I, of our lives. The greatness. I've heard it in fleeting stats. The greatness. Um, Keep talking. Well, talk to after me. Rogue One came out, lots of stuff's been going around about all the like um, little like cameos and stuff and little Easter eggs hidden around. Yeah, yeah baby. Ollie, Ollie can't do it right now. I'm just <laughs> mad hype. I'm mad hype. Ollie's like for over. Keep going. <laughs> um, it's it's exciting because it's 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 a cartoon that not many people are like aware of. I would like to say. Yeah, compared um, you know compared to everyone else that watches the Star Wars yeah. films. If you ask everyone who watched Force Awakens what Star Wars Rebels is, they'll have no idea. No, because the fucking Indians. There'll, are right. <laughs> there'll be there'll be a chunk of them, a nice chunk, but not everyone. No. Um. And it's nice to see little references from the cartoon that the fans love in one of the real films. And we got a lot of it, actually. Yeah, I, I, I've seen, I saw more when watching it the second or third time. You saw, have you seen everything now? Um, I think I've seen everything Rebel-related. Okay. Rebels-related. Because, um, yeah, the, 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 the few things are, like, you see the ship when they're about to do the battle. Yeah. You see the ghost, which is like the the cruise ship from Rebels. Um, Chopper is in a scene who's um, the Astro Tech droid. He's like the R two D two. He's in yeah. one of the scenes, just really like you. It's gonna be one of those pause <coughs> moments. Um, I only yeah. saw it because I read it before. Um, and you can hear you can hear someone trying to contact General Sendula, um, who we find out is Hera, who's one of our main characters. Which is cool because I mean she got a fucking huge promotion to a general, yeah. which is big. Um, yeah. So that's also super exciting as well. Yeah. Um, but that's uh, not even the main thing, though. Huh? That's not even it. No, you that know. isn't even it. The main thing is it's going backwards as well. The film yeah. is tying into the TV show. Oh yeah. Oh Forrest, yeah. Uh, Forrest Whitaker is coming back to play Saul Guerrero in Star Wars Rebels. Oh yeah. Yeah, because we we knew we knew a few days before that Saul Guerrero was gonna be on uh, Rebels, and then I was like, "Who's gonna play him?" Because Wick had just killed it in yeah. the film, 
And you ca- you think he's kind of like too big of a deal to do this? You exactly someone else to take it's it. Forrest Whitaker, you know, he's got to get on that Black Panther soon with my yeah. boy Kugler. But no, he's fitting some time to do some Rebels because you know Rebels season three has been done for like a year. So Forrest Whitaker probably rocked up and did this year a year ago. Oh yeah, just super secret. Um, but that's really exciting, and the way they said it. I feel like Saul's going to be a character going forward and he's not just going to be in this like one-off episode. Oh, that's, okay. how I, that's how I read it. So that, that, that's pretty exciting if he stuck around or, you know, he just pops up every now and then. That could yeah. be really exciting, especially like if they've got Forrest Whitaker in the first place, they can just get him again, you know? Yeah. Um, um, and it's, it's nice to have uh, like Filoni to take this character even further. Because he, when he created he, him. He created him, Clone yeah, Wars. which is awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's great. I'm very happy about that. Yeah, I'm very excited. And it just we'll made me more excited for the... Next year when yeah, and the if, if we find out, you know, info that leads into, Reb, uh, to, into Rogue One, that would be even better. I wouldn't be surprised if we did. No. Like, there's a reason there's a big gap now, as well as Christmas... There's a reason why they're doing this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it has to be good. It better be. And it will be. Oh, yeah. Sweet. No, there's more. There's more. There's more. I don't have more. There is more. Fuck you. I'll do the rest. Yo, check it out. Basically, Rogue One, the ending of Rogue One, no spoilers for people who haven't seen it, John, is on uh, <laughs> an island or, or on a planet called Scarif. Um, and as we just said, the rebels, like a ton of rebels are there, obviously, but like Easter egg, um, our ship from Star Wars Rebels is there. And Dave Filoni was saying that he has been thinking about putting that scene into rebels oh. whenever they get to it. So we're going to see it from the Rebels' point of view instead of the characters we were following in Rogue One. Yeah, which that's super cool. It's super cool, and it keeps the lore going, and it just makes the timeline keep going, yeah. and we're just going to see it from a completely different side, and I think that's really exciting. It is, it is. It's cool that they're doing this whole crossover thing and actually using the resources they have to build this universe. Yeah, because, you know, when Rogue One was coming out and they were getting all questions like, you know, Rebels is obviously around the same time. They were like, we're very aware of that, you know, and I think the tie-ins they're doing to each other are very good. I'm very, I'm quite, I'm very happy with the way they're tying in. Same, because that that was kind of a big thing after Force Awakens. We weren't sure if it was going to be good. We don't know if it was going to be like the start or something or the end of it again. Yeah. But, Everyone wanted more after seeing it. Everyone was like, shit, give me more, give me more. Yeah, I just want more and more and more. Until and this I time explode. they're giving it to us straight away. I know. Praise the heavens. Great. Praise Pablo oh, Hidalgo. Yes, I shall. And hey, we were just talking about Re- uh, Rogue One, kind of. And yeah. uh, Ben Mendelsohn's in that film. And Ben Mendelsohn is going to be playing the Sheriff of Nottingham in Robin Hood Origins, which is uh, the film announced that's going to have Taron Egerton as a young 
Robin Hood and Jamie Foxx is going to be his battle-hardened Ooh. Little John. So now we've got our villain in Ben Mendelsohn. Uh, what do we think about this? Not fair. Can you, sir? Wow. Uh, well, Ben Mendelsohn's a fucking incredible actor. So yeah. This is great. Exactly. To push yeah, this. I, no, I, I'm being facetious. Yeah, um, that's the word. Yeah. 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 Uh, it sounds interesting. Uh, yeah, good casting. Ben um, Mendelsohn should be the villain in everything. That's yeah. He should just be the villain in everything. He's the best. Yeah, um, yeah. And I'm very happy. I don't care about a film, but this has mm. made me care more about a film. Because okay. I'm hoping. I just hope when you get an actor like that, you don't waste him. Um, yeah. And you know, Jamie Fox and Taron Egerton. I like both of them. So. Uh, yeah, I'm excited, and I don't think Jamie Fox hasn't really been doing too much, which kind of puts me in. I'm writing my own like canon where I'm like Jamie Fox is only doing good stuff now, and he's selecting really you know smart stuff. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, this is following because I know he's in Baby Driver, which comes out next year, which is obviously going to be good because it's Edgar Wright. Um, yeah. But yeah, otherwise than that, he's been kind of quiet. Yeah, he hasn't done any... Uh, last films he had out was 2014. So he's been a bit quiet. Um, so yeah, hopefully that film would be good. Um, but we've also got some more casting for one of my favorite TV shows, Fargo, You'll Betcha. Um, we heard about... I've talked about Ewan McGregor being uh, the lead as, like, as twins, um, the Stussy brothers. Um, I've talked about Kerry Coon from Leftovers playing the chief of police. Yeah, um, and now we've got, we, I've, I think we talked about Mary Elizabeth Winstead being in it, which is fucking great. Um, Jim Gaffigan, the comedian, is in it. Um, the newest news is David Frellis is in it from, uh, he plays Lupus in Harry Potter series. And yeah, he's also in, the biggest thing, isn't it? he's also in Legend. Um, he's in a lot more. I, I like him he's, a lot. He's in so much. Like he's a, he's a really low key under the radar actor who's amazing. Yeah, I I like him a lot. And then we got Scoot McNary, um, from he was in Batman v Superman. He was the guy in the wheelchair. That's his name. Um, and he was, but he's in Halt and Catch Fire, which is a TV show I'm really enjoying watching. Um, Michael Stuhlberg from Boardwalk Empire, and he he was in Arrival and Doctor Strange very recently. Uh, Shay Wiggum from Boardwalk Empire and uh, he's going to be in Kong Skull Island he's going to be in it and uh, it's Thomas Mann I think from Me, Oh and the Dying Girl who is the me in the Me, Oh and Dying Girl is set to be in it as well so I think this is the most stacked Fargo cast of the three seasons so far it's a yeah and like even some even though some of them aren't as big like Scoot McNary and like Michael Stuhlberg like you and Shy Wiggum, you've seen them all before and they keep getting work because they're great. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for this season of Fargo. Where are they with production and such? Um, I'm not sure. It's going to shoot in January. Uh, so it's going to premiere in 2017. But yeah, I think they just... I Because Noah Hawley, the showrunner, is a very busy man. He's also got the Legion show, which is the X-Men show coming out in like February so I think he's been focusing on that 
No. So much hype's been low-key building up for that as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I might make Fargo my next show to watch. You should. It's fun. It's real fun. Yeah. And it's very... It's, it's an anthology series like True Detective, yeah. so... You kind of, even though it's completely different, you still get like a bit of that flavor. Just it's nice day wrap. It has to wrap up. Yeah. You know, in ten episodes, right. it makes it a lot tighter. I think. What is it on? It's FX, okay. which is just killing it at the moment yeah. with like stuff like Atlanta. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, they're doing real good. So. Sweet. I'm, I think I'm gonna dive into it soon. Good. I'm looking forward to hearing about it. Mm. Um, and that is my news. Yeah. And that is the news. That is the news this week. If you think you missed the story, let us know at Third Row Podcast. Uh, you know, give your thoughts on what we did cover. And uh, yeah, just get amongst the, uh, the Twitter. Um, on to a returning segment, which is... Top topic. Top of the topic to you. Oh, for fuck's sake. There's more. Oh yeah. Seeing as it's the end of the year, it's festive Christmas day, we decided that we'd do a top ten films of this year that we've seen. It's a little yeah, Christmas we're gift. So yeah. So we about half of the year we did like a top five so far. Yeah. And mm. this is like top ten of the year like you know, conclusive list. Yes. Any like volunteers for starters. Well, why the structure? I think we should say. Yeah. I think we should all, in a in order, do ten to five. Just do our ten to five. Um, and then take turns. And then and then take turns doing top five. Okay. Uh, so I'll start. Right. At this was a hard list. Um, yeah, I'm finding it really hard. I think we should leave honourable mentions till the end. So like. We're 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 surprised, you know what didn't get on. If you know what I mean, instead of me just dropping like stuff that's yeah. not on there now, and you'd be like, "What?" Um, so my number ten is War on Everyone, uh, which came out earlier this year, um, which had Michael Pena and my girl, my new favorite girl, Tessa Thompson, who is just my everything now, um, <laughs> and yeah, it's just real good. I really liked it. It's got a very, I d- there was just something very like Tarantino to it with the dialogue. Um, it was directed by John Michael McDonough, who is the brother of uh, the other Dunner, yeah, <laughs> who who did yeah, Seven who did Seven Psychopaths and In Bruges. Um, so and he, I mean, this guy's done Calvary and The Guard with Brendan Gleeson, who which are both great films, but. There's just something, the style and the tone of this film was just so fun. And just seeing these cops who don't really care about their job get serious about their job, I just thought that was very interesting. And then, it, yeah, it just got very emotional at the end. And I, it just kind of took me by surprise because I wasn't expecting much from it. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed that. At number nine, we're saluting the captain because I've got Captain America Civil War. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, however many films we are into uh, the Marvel Universe now, I think this is, it just shows how good a job they're doing of building up all their films and connecting to each other when you've got this. Yeah, um, especially when you have Russo behind it. Yeah, you've got the Russo brothers coming back from Winter Soldier 
and yeah i just really loved it just the the relationship the relationship that captain america and iron man have been building up all these films and the way that it pays off here i thought was great and you've literally it's like avengers 3 because literally it's what avengers should have been yeah every avenger basically comes back for it uh, and we're introduced to black panther and and uh spider-man our new spider-man played by tom holland and i think they were both um scene stealers in the film so yeah i just love uh civil war um at number eight star trek beyond Ooh. which was one of my favorite like blockbusters of the year um yeah. And once again, I was kind of surprised. Like, I wasn't crazy about the trailers. And then I yeah, the heard... got better as they went along. They got better, but I stopped watching them because I just don't like to watch all the trailers for, like, big yeah. budget films. Um, but, yeah, I just, you know, like... And it was kind of... It was, like, a big build-up to it just because, like, it was the 50th anniversary of Star Trek. And then, unfortunately, Anton Yelchin died. And then all the like good reviews for it started coming out and I was like okay like maybe this is gonna be you know something special and yeah I just loved it when I went in and saw it and yeah I think it it must be my favorite it must be like my favorite big budget film of the year uh or blockbuster of the summer because it beat civil war which was on top of it um so yeah I really enjoyed it and Simon Pegg's script as well. I, yeah, I just liked everything about it. Um, at number seven, ouch, Siri, hey, shut up. <laughs> at number seven is, drum roll, please, no one cares, Thing Street, oh, which okay. I've talked about before. Uh, I need to see that film. Yep, neither of you seen it. Which is bad because this is one of the best films of the year. Um, It's very, it just kind of, it just shows kind of childhood and how fun it is to have dreams and kind of go for them and, you know, don't let anything stop you. Um, And then it's got a really good relationship between the main lead and female lead and the music is just really good, I think. That was the main thing I took out of it at the end. And it's directed by John Carney, who did Begin Again and Once. Um, and he's on a roll now because all I three of those films are great. Yeah. 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 I need to see any of his work really at this point. You do. Um, and then number six is Edge of 17, which I saw a few weeks ago, yeah. which was Hayley Steinfeld and Woody Harrelson. Um, it is about a girl who is kind of alone after her friend does something mad snaky to her and it's kind of her dealing with that and kind of finding out who she is and then she's got a very bad family life as well and she kind of keeps confiding in one of her teachers who is Woody Harrison who just does not give a shit um which is really funny but yeah it it, it had a lot of emotion to it and it had just some really good well-written characters um so yeah i really enjoyed that and that is my 10 to 6. cool i'll uh i'll go next cool cool to my 10 might surprise you but i yeah i enjoyed it deadpool sure um i had fun with it because i wasn't expecting a lot because i'm not the biggest marvel guy 
but I went in because I knew that it would be top topic for our podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, ended up really enjoying it. I laughed, and I thought it was clever and just exactly what it should have been. And it also just a good film without any of the meta stuff. Yeah. Even without that, it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just had fun with it, and it was, it was nice to get a different kind of superhero film for a change. Yeah, definitely. So that was cool. Number nine is Me Before You. Sure, still haven't um, seen this. It was. I just. I enjoyed it a lot. I like really heartwarming. Um, it sort of divided people on what it said about disability, and I, you know, I can see why people weren't fans of how they handled it. But as a film, I thought it was a, a nice sort of story, and I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, the clock was just cute as hell. Yeah. And um, I just thought it was a nice British charming film. That's my number nine. Number eight, Hell or High Water. Oh, yeah. So yep. Yeah. Really enjoyed that film. Uh, it's just really solid, good story, great characters, lovely sort of to look at, and the cast was great. I just really enjoyed it. And um, it was just, you know, Jeff Bridges was awesome, I thought. Yeah. And Chris Pine as well. And I was just really engaged by the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's worth the shout, I thought. Um, number seven, um, Victoria, which I saw this year. It came out th- here this year. So which was your number one, if I believe, in your yeah, top five. I mean, uh, before, so with, it's with gone down a bit. Yeah, with time it has levers, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't take away from the accomplishment of the one take film. Yeah. And the fact that I just really enjoyed the sort of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, it does sort of, with time it depreciates, but it's still awesome, I thought. So just, yeah, I thought I'd. Stick it in there. Um, and number six is Finding Dory. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, really, but it's just, I thought it was a really great sequel. Yeah. Lovely, just, you know, wonderful Pixar magic. I rewatched it yesterday or the day before um, with my mum. Oh, that was cool. And yeah, it's just really, like, just. Incredible Pixar greatness. Mm-hmm. So no, I enjoyed that one a lot. Yeah, I so like that. That's my ten to six. Keeper. Cool. So this is tough. This is really tough, me. I'm finding this year really hard, actually. Now, I'm like breaking it is, down. Yeah. I think there's been good films. It's just there was a lot. I think there was a lot more films that we were anticipating and then turned out bad. Yeah. Then, then that there were just bad films that we knew from the get go. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of think, I've been mean, hit, yeah, kind of hit with that. Just like the ones you don't anticipate as much, just yeah, destroyed. Definitely. Cool. So number ten is American Honey. Oh. Yeah. 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 A small little like coming of age film. Shia LaBeouf there, but it's all about this girl like finding this family on the road. 
Yeah. And learning to deal with that. Yeah, that was really good. I like that film. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just so hard to order these. Yeah, I had a lot of trouble. Mine, mine could switch. A lot of mine could switch yeah. at any time. Yeah. Because yeah. literally, yeah, number nine, I have Neon Demon. Ah, uh, sure. So yeah, we got we got <laughs> Refn. You guys weren't that big of a fan on it. I no. Mean, I, I like I really um I don't know. There's something about it that's undeniable. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's just uh, how nice it looked yeah. and everything. Yeah. Visually, it visually, it's insane. It, it, it always is with his films. Yeah, yeah. It has something really good. Yeah. 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 It was a bit weird. As I said it's though, I was fully in until the big the twist thing yeah the ending happens yeah. basically but i was fully in till then yeah. so it, it wasn't like i wasn't enjoying the film mm. i was digging it hard and then uh, the ending came and kind yeah. of it, i still crazy. i still i still enjoy the film uh, like i'd give it a positive review but yeah. but it, it kind of took a, a big drop when yeah. Th- yeah i just didn't like yeah. the ending basically but i understand but yeah. Yeah. Why people just, would? Yeah. I describe it as like this really, really just fucked up fairy tale, and it's just it's a beautiful kind of film. Yeah, in a twisted way. Um, my number eight is Hello High Water. Whoa. Yeah. That's exactly the same number. Yeah. Literally, as you said it, I was like, "Fuck." Okay. Will it be higher up on mine? Will it even be on it? Who yeah. knows? Well, it probably is because you like that film a lot, right? I did enjoy it. Yep. I did. Spoilers. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, same reason. So John, really, it's shot yeah. beautifully. The like the landscapes, the acting's insane. Yeah, and and for for like a big drama like that, it was kind of nice and tight. It was I think it was only ninety minutes long. Um, yeah. So yeah, they they fit a lot into that time, and yeah, it was really yeah. good. It's something I'm very excited to rewatch again when it comes to home releases. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely picking up. Cool. Number seven. 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yo, I thought this would yeah. be higher. I also did. And um, then you just my, saw my the greatness of everything else. My top five is solid. Yeah? Like okay. the tightest top five. Whoa, 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 whoa. And I wanted this to be in there so bad, but I don't, I, it just can't be. Like it's a film I've seen so many times this year already. So yeah. So enjoyable every time. Hmm. But yeah, it just has to be bumped down for some other things. Wow. wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My 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 six to ten is a lot more movable. Okay. okay. What's your number six? Uh, my mom, number six is Nocturnal Animals. Mm. Okay. Another good choice. Yeah. Um. Jake Gyllenhaal, Amy Adams, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Michael Shannon, just kicking ass in this. Yeah. It's a, it's it's kind of just like a crime story, right? Yeah, but then you've kind of got the extra layers, yeah. Yeah, you've got the added layers on it with Amy Adams and stuff like that. Yeah. Which just which, add a bit more to it. Yeah, see, I'll, I'll, the only problem I have with this film is kind of the Amy Adams stuff. Like, it needs to be there, but sometimes I don't it's, think it's like, I, overused. Yeah, I don't think it creates any, like, I don't think when she's on screen or anything, it's not like, oh, great, let's go back to that. I still find it very enjoyable. Also, yeah. because you're trying to find out how it links to it. Um through the yeah, film on the your first stuff. on your first watch i don't know how it will take on like you know just repeated watches but yeah. you know from the first watch i think Amy adams stuff works very well yeah but like jake jim hall's story and stuff is so tight this happens yeah. Right there. yeah 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 definitely cool well that's mine cool 
so yeah, now we'll just go five for all of us and five four, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll keep this order, yeah. Huh? Yeah, we're keeping it in order. Um, my number five is Ten Cloverfield Lane. <laughs> so it wasn't okay, it wasn't okay. that. It wasn't that too, uh, wasn't that low on my list. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, we got John Greatman from this. Yeah. Um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead was great. Yeah. I was so talking... We probably, we, you probably got the hypest podcast that's ever existed. Yeah. When the, the 10 Cloverfield Lane review, if you yeah. haven't listened, check it out. Um, but yeah, I just, I loved everything about it. The The question of, you know is there actually an alien outside or not? Like, is John Goodman telling the truth or is he crazy? How um, Winstead's, like, skill of clothes-making fits into the film when it shouldn't, but it just works yeah. so perfectly. Um, John Gallagher Jr.'s, like, just character. Like, I just... I really enjoyed everything about it. Um, mm. Just especially because it's set in one location as well. Yeah. It's just very tight. Um, and, yeah, I just... Give me a clothes-filled film every year, please. Well, they're gonna. And they will. Thank God. Boom. <laughs> Boom. My number five is The Hateful Eight. Ah. Tarantino, Sam Jackson is the lead. A beautiful three-hour self-contained... Um, just, just to look at, it's beautiful. Oh, like, yeah. It's just the way that they shot on film. It's just the... the Kind of like it just looks awesome. Yeah, it was popping. Uh, but and then you've got the classic Tarantino writing and dialogue and direction, and it's um it's just wonderful. Yeah, like, really, really great film. And once again, that's basically all set in one location. Yeah, just really, which takes a lot of skill to pull off. Yeah. And it's just, it's just great. It's basically just a whodunit, but yeah. it's a whodunit with Tarantino characters yeah. and dialogue and violence. And so Sam Jackson is amazing. Sam Jackson is the best Sam Jackson's been, I think. Yeah. And then you've also got Kurt Russell. Yeah. You've got Ma- Michael Madsen, yeah. who's like back from the dead. You've yeah. got Tim Roth back in Tarantino films yeah. since um, Pulp Fiction, I think, and which is just fun. And then you've got that really like, interesting cameo by... Oh yeah, yeah. You got a tame uh, cameo, yeah. which is yeah, which is just yeah. It's it's just a really good film. It is. Just there's lots of bits that you can just pluck out and be like, oh yeah. I need to buy it. It's great. That's my number five. Cool, Kiefer. Hi, right. Oh yeah. Tom Hilton film. Uh, ben Wheatley film. Faking. Yeah, Ben Wheatley. Killing it. Killing it. Just killing it. Yeah, Straight up. Like, yeah, it's a really weird visual kind of dystopian future. Yeah, it's um, really... It might be it might be the weirdest film I've seen this year. Yeah. Te- kind of technically set all in one location as well, just all in this one town. All in a high rise, yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just one of those films that kind of... It was low-key there. It was like high rise. People keep hearing about it. It's this director I keep hearing about years before doing these other films as well. And when you just come to watch it, there's just something really striking about it. It just sticks with you, and it just built quite a lot in my mind. Yeah. Um, and if this was earlier in the year, it could have been higher up, I think. Oh, yeah. Like later in the year, and like I've watched it more recently, maybe. Uh-huh. It could have been, but I think I think at five, it sits, sits in a good place. Yeah, I need to watch it again, because 
I was really enjoying it and I, I enjoyed it the whole way through, but it kind of gets more and more confusing and crazy as it goes on. Yeah. So I, yeah, you know, I feel like that second viewing would be very helpful. I enjoy it too, full stop. Yeah, yeah. need to watch a lot, John. Full yeah. stop. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's so shit. It's what I've not seen. It's all right so far. Yeah. Okay. We'll see, what, <laughs> see where it goes. Yeah. Uh, um, your four. Like my four is the hateful eight. So no. we basically already talked yeah. about. But I, what I'll add is, um, because he shot in seventy millimeter, yeah. and he was doing like they did the road show kind of. He went out on the road with the reel basically, and he was showing it at places that only do seventy millimeter, and he was making it like a big event, and there was an extra ten minutes in the seventy millimeter version that you wouldn't get in different cin- like in in normal cinemas. Right. So that kind of just added an excitement and interest to it yeah. and i saw it at the odeon in leicester square oh. I, I think that was the only road show one in england because i just wanted you know i want to see it yeah. that much um and yeah and it being 70 millimeter i think a lot of people were kind of disappointed when the whole thing set inside because obviously with 70 millimeter you you, you use it to film like vast landscapes landscapes and all like the beautiful stuff like that but what tarantino used it for was to have more characters on screen at the same time right. because that's what you're watching in the film. You're just watching everyone work. Which I think is another great use of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's really good. It is in... Ooh, I like I like all of Tarantino's films. I think I'd put it in... I forgot where I ranked it. It's in... It's definitely like top three or four for me. Yeah. Um, Tarantino. I've watched it a few times since uh, it came out, which was January or February. It came yeah. out right at the start of the year um but yeah really loved it so awesome. yep my number four is 10 hey hey bingo it's just great yeah john great man and i like the end even though i can see why people wouldn't like yeah it. yeah 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 definitely uh yeah keeper I have the room. Well, not the room. Room. <laughs> the hit. Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, the yeah. room. Um, yeah. yeah room. Uh, Lenny right? Abramson yeah. film. Uh, Brie Larson won the Academy for it. She won the whole Academy. The whole Academy. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> It's late. It's late. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, this film was just so amazing. And it like, feels like it's been such a long time ago because it came out like two weeks into January this year. Yeah. Um, but I've watched it like five times probably since then. Wow. And it's just a striking every time. It's so powerful and moving. Yeah. I uh, I really liked it as well. I just, it's too depressing for me to yeah. watch anymore. Yeah. So it was yeah. kind of one and done, but I really enjoyed it. And yeah, yeah, Jacob, you know, Jacob Tremblay. Yeah. Just killed it. So. Yeah. And there's going to be big things coming from him, which is Hopefully. exciting. The whole fucking film because it was a good girl. Yeah, I don't get you. You're weird. Oh, God. Oh. I think it was a good film, whether you thought he was a boy or not. <laughs> yeah. Really changed John's opinion on the whole film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, back to got, me. We're at number three. Yeah. And I'm picking. This is high territory. I'm on number three. I've seen this film three times. It's Rogue One. Uh, wow, okay. I've seen this film 
hmm, I've seen this film as much as like some of the kind of higher films on my list. So I'm kind of confident at putting it at number three <laughs> at the moment. Um, when we, you know, we just talked about it on a previous podcast. It was literally yeah. last episode. Um, but I, John's touching my leg for some reason. Yeah, I, <laughs> but when, when I saw it, I wasn't as excited as I was for Force Awakens. Yeah. And then I was enjoying it. And then I got, and then 20 minutes into the film, just some like cool action scene happens. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, my boy Donnie. And then I just <laughs> fell in love with it after that. Um, and then on my second viewing, I was like, I wonder how I'll view the start of it. And it went a lot quicker and I enjoyed it more. And then on my third time, I enjoyed it even more. Uh, the, I won't get into spoilers, but the ending, Kiefer, like literally yeah. the end end, uh, I was very, it got me very emotional, even though it's yeah. like a weird scene to get emotional at. It's not a weird yeah. scene, but you no, know. It's like proper nostalgia. Yeah, it just kind of, it brought, yeah, it just said something and it, it's the perfect lead in to A New Hope. Um, and it's basically going to be, whenever I watch the original trilogy now, I feel like I'm going to start it off with Rogue One, which I think is kind of very high praise. Um, I won't go into any more because John hasn't seen it. But yes, that is my number three Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. Sweet. My number three is The Revenant. Literally the opposite of my film, which is good. <laughs> um, DiCaprio, Transoscar. Didn't deserve it. Alejandro, Inuritu. Get over it, Ollie. It's been a year. No. Alejandro, <laughs> Inuritu. Great direction. Very good. Fucking beautiful to look at. Very beautiful. Um, Shame about the story. What are you going to do? I was, like, like, I was fine with it. It's so gorgeous and, and it's fine you using these words but you keep saying words like beautiful and gorgeous uh, and not I interesting or you know anything like that i think that's the problem with the film need to be. it's just it's, it engaged to me and it's i, I think it's awesome i was engaged also uh, i just you know that end fight is so fucking Oh, it's so good. Yeah, no emotion in it, but what are you going to do? Oh, God. Yeah. I just don't, I, I can't, I can't get over this Dude, Revenant stuff, man. I was on the edge of my seat and it was like... I can't get over this Revenant shit. It's, 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 oh, it's so good. I've got <laughs> nothing else to say. Keeper. My third film is Green Room. The Jeremy Solnier, however you say his name. That's pretty close. Hmm? That was good. Uh, I think you did a good job of his name. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, one of Yalkin's last films, as you've mentioned before and beyond. Yeah, it's uh, a shame. It's just one of the most powerful things I've seen this year. So brutal, so raw. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, mm, apart from one film, two of the films in my top three, I've literally watched like instantly after I finished it interesting yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, this is just one of those it's so hooking it's so gory mm -hmm. but it just it felt so good and I like Brute the Blue Ruin but yeah, this is, this is like a, a mad step up and definitely I'm for what he does next which is what we want to see from you know like a, uh, an upcoming director 
But the yeah. fact that, you know, it leveled up so hard just makes it more exciting for his next film. Yeah, because it wasn't even like a little step up. It was like, shit, yeah. this is like one of the best movies this year. Yeah, I need to watch it again because I haven't watched it since the cinema. But I really enjoyed it as well. Uh, I really like Patrick Stewart in it, even though yeah. like he's in it a good amount, but they yeah, kind of don't I mean, overuse do him. Much, but it's so menacing and creepy. Yeah, he fucking, it. he showed a difference. I've never seen him like that before. No. So just for that green room is great. But then, yeah, the, it's a, the, uh, the theme of Anton Yelchin's arm, like yeah. one of the most violent things i've seen all yeah, year some of the dog bites and stuff it's just insane yeah i really enjoyed that i need to watch yeah. it again just talking about it now and the end ending is just just really nice and really tight the whole yeah. thing is just a good package yeah definitely um so on to number two and it is my only animated film on my list yeah and it's not an american animated film oh really is it not i am so surprised yeah it's uh your name which is a japanese film uh saw this a few weeks ago as well um it is one of the most beautiful films i've ever seen yeah. i love it uh the relationship in the film is beautiful i don't want to go into the premise because no one else has seen it and i know Kiefer want is excited yeah, about I it i really need to see this film um, it's just so hard to but it's just it's just a really good love story um yeah really really emotional it is the biggest it's i think it's one of the biggest grossing films in japan ever which i kind of think says something that it kind of built this kind of craze around it yeah um it's the fourth highest grossing film of all time in japan like that's that's crazy that's crazy um it's made 288 million dollars an anime film has made 288 yeah. million dollars i think that's great um yeah i can't really i don't want to get into it but like just the character's really good the humor is great it's got this very it's got this very like japanese uh culture about it like it's got all the kind of japanese jokes that you get in anime and stuff but they're even funnier in this film um yeah it's really beautiful it's very emotional i just loved it I'm super excited to like see it again, buy on Blu-ray, watch it forever. Um, so yeah, your name is my number two. Damn. Cool. My number two is The Revenant again. Manchester <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the Sea. Ah well, so yeah. It's out next year here, but I've seen it already, so I'll put it on the list. It's it's a wonderful emotional amazing great performed greatly performed film uh Casey Affleck is just like so watchable in it and um his co-star I'm so sorry I forgot the actor's name but it's it's just I loved it top to bottom it's um Kenneth Lonergan written and directed I was lucky enough to see it at a screening and then um, a Q&A with Casey, Michelle Williams and Kenneth afterwards, which was awesome. Just, like, just solid. The writing is ridiculous and it's just really beautiful and awesome and I love it a lot. 
yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it whenever we get it because yeah. it's going to be one of the big kind of Oscar talk uh, films. Yeah, I'll be back here to see it twice. So yeah, which is just greedy in my opinion. I'm going to see it a lot. The it's out, finally. I just love it. I think it's great. Cool. That's mine too. I know what your number one is then. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I know what your number one or two is, Kiefer, from your <laughs> yeah, last yeah, hint. Yeah, I know you know. But yeah, please, what is your number two? It's this, okay, the, the, I was saying earlier it was hard. During that time, I've also switched my number one and two, so this is just a whole thing. <laughs> well, okay, it's a whole thing. Yeah, my, my number two is Arrival. Ooh, okay. Yeah, Fuck. Dennis Villeneuve, dropping mm. some fire. Yeah. Yeah, like easily the best sci-fi film this year, which included Ten Cloverfield Lane and Star Wars. Sure. <laughs> sure. In one of the just like most atmospheric, creepy, relaxing, calm alien invasion movies I've ever seen. Yeah. I liked and, it a lot. Like the mystery and drama is so good. It's just like so intense all the way throughout, just trying to figure out what these beans are here for yeah beans that's the for. yeah that's the thing i loved about it just what that was the main thing i really liked was just them figuring out you know what what the aliens want and communicating with them i really liked where it went but not as much um so yeah but yeah, yeah. I, I i i liked i liked the film a lot and amy adams cool. kills it what uh, what bit? <laughs> and what did you say? <laughs> Just the last bit. It cut out a bit. Uh, Amy Adams. I, Amy Adams killed it. Yeah, she did. The, the, yeah, because yeah. her Nocturnal Animals was a bit of a disappointment for me. But uh-huh. her arrival just kind of bumps her back up. Which was like a week later. So, <laughs> yeah, she knew she had um, Arrival oh. coming out. So she was like, yo, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Are they motion too? My not my one. Your one, Joe. Wow, we're on one. My number one film has not changed since January, no. which I think is a good sign. I forget what it is. Um, I, I saw it. Well, hmm. Oh wait. I saw it after preparing by watching a series of films. I know what it, is. it was a very feel-good film. I really enjoyed it. It made me emotional. Um, it is Creed. I yeah. It made me just pumped up. Ryan Coogler's direction is incredible. The second boxing fight in it, which is a one-take boxing fight, is ridiculous. Seeing if, like boxing is one of the hardest sports to do a one-take of because, you know, it's just this, like, fighting, and I don't think it was choreographed, so they were kind of just going with it. Um it helped watching all of the films because you get the bond. Just, you know, just having the bond with Rocky already um, and then seeing him from an, another person's perspective was really cool. And then uh, Adonis Creed, played by Michael B. Jordan, was just great. Uh, Michael B. Jordan just did a great job of acting, uh, which, you know, I think helps with Fruitvale Station, which was also Coogler. They've just got a really good relationship with each other. Um, and that's why Room isn't on my list because I saw it when I saw Creed and it bummed me out so hard after watching Creed which like pumped me up so hard I was like god Um, but yeah I love Creed Um, 
And yeah, that is yeah. my number it's one. It's cool that hasn't film. changed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that kind of says something, you know, that yeah, it's not we, like a film yeah, I saw we last week. You talk about this film a lot, and it's cool that it's just stuck there. Indeed. Praise Kugler. So my number one also hasn't changed. It's that everybody wants them. Oh. Yeah. Richard Linklater, um, like a spiritual sequel to Dazed and Confused. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to see it on my own, as I did most of these films. It's um, a good way to do it. Yeah, I mean, like, I went in knowing that it would be cool. Uh, but I wasn't 100% convinced it would be great. And just, like, it was the most fun I've ever had with the film. It was just, like... Were. Ever. It's definitely up there. Okay. I just loved every minute. It's fun. Nothing horrible happens, which is lovely. Yeah. Um, it's just a journey. It's not formulaic or, or studio. Like, it's just... A nice ride. Mm-hmm. Um, I love all the cast. Um, it's just wonderful filmmaking. I think. I think Richard Linklater is my favourite director. <laughs> yeah. Big. Like, yeah, that's big. I know. I because th- like, he just makes um, films that just. Uh, School of Rock is quite um, structured and. Um, yeah, it's just a kids' film. Formulaic. But I still think it's awesome. Mm. But like most of these films, like Boyhood, this and um, Before Sunrise, which I would discuss uh, later on, um, mm-hmm. it's just a nice journey for an hour and a half, two hours. Um, that you just you just you're there to witness it, and I really enjoy that that type of filmmaking. Yeah. So, yeah, I just loved it. It's, it proudly sits on my shelf on Blu-ray. And it's, it's just great. I love it. Sweet. And yeah. Kiefer, your number hey. one. Huh? My number your, one. Your number one. Was The Witch. Of course. Of course it was. Of course it was. Yeah. Kiefer loves a good horror film. Yeah. Just this um, film. I just knew how much he loved this film. Yeah. And stop um, talking yeah, about it basically watched it three times within like two days of first watching it yeah um it was just like so well done everything was just so tight like the cinematography was insane the way they like frame um the use the aspect ratio is different yeah just to make the trees look bigger to make Mm -hmm. it creepier yeah because the the film's like there's no jump scares no that's what i loved about it the most yeah it's just all tension building. Yeah, and the way the way that you know, because there are no jump scares. When there is a scare, it's like really, it's just really special, and it, yeah. and it's not it's not a conventional scare at all. No, no, never. And it's always it's, something that's really clever and like really. Oh yeah. For yeah, some of the creepiest stuff I've seen this year in film uh, is from The Witch, and yeah, and my boy Black Black Philip was good. <laughs> yeah and it's just really nice to see this like from a first time like feature director yeah yeah that's pretty crazy yeah and it's just i want to see where his career goes if he wants to stick with horror do it because you know what you're doing you <laughs> yeah. Hard enough. yeah that's pretty uh, exciting i wonder what he's up to next 
yeah. Um, I, th- I think there was rumours a while ago, but nothing concrete. No. But, yeah, the witch. Or Sweet. Vich, or whatever you want to call it. Vivich. Vich. Um, <laughs> I must say, I've not seen a lot of stuff, so my list will definitely change, I think. Um, like, I'm really, I, I missed out on the screening of uh, La La Land, so I haven't seen it yet. Um, it's fine, you can just add it to your list next year, like the rest of us. Like the rest yeah. of us normal people. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure I will, because uh, it looks amazing. Yeah, that, then, if that's not my number one film next year, Oh then there's going to be problems. Fucking great. Um, <laughs> and a lot of the films that you said, I think will end up on my list for this year, like Nocturnal Animals and Survival. Yeah. Um, Star Wars, maybe. Ma- maybe. See Star Wars. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I need to watch a lot more that came out this year. but Luckily, you've got a long life to watch all of these films. Yeah. No, <laughs> It's got a whole. <laughs> you got the rest of your life. Ah well. And hey. you'll be so excited. Yeah. Well, I think you know. You know when someone dies. And you're like, yeah. No, you know when someone dies, and then like all their albums start selling and stuff. I'm hoping these podcasts will fly off the shelves if one of us dies. You'll die. get another five oh, yeah. yeah. And they're all with my family who don't listen to it. That's yeah. F- yeah that's fair enough. Yeah. That'd be weird if they started listening to it, wouldn't it? When you're gone, <laughs> <laughs> they were like, let's listen to it now, yeah. even when John's not on it. Oh, that Tim Clover Lane episode. Hit, hit episode. Tim Clover, oh, what a beautiful episode. But yeah, so my list will change, but for now it seems like the right kind of list. Yeah, it was a good time to do it because, you know, the film, the, the year's literally nearly over, but I don't think there's going to be any film that is going to break our list coming out you know before January 1st yeah there's stuff I yeah there's always stuff you miss and stuff like you regret not seeing yeah I just meant I meant like upcoming cinema releases yeah but but yeah there's definitely I'm sure there's a film we haven't seen that would sneak up on there yeah Yeah. please let us know your personal top 10 list for this year Um, tweet us at a third world podcast um, and please let us know what you thought was great this year. Let us know what you thought of our list and if we fucked up or if we're on the right track. On point. Uh, but yeah, get involved at a third road podcast. Um, on to our favourite segment, which is... Uh, what you been watching? Any takers what you been watching? for a starter? I'll start again. Sweet. I like starting. How much you got? Um, I got a few things. It's we been an over quite a lot again, don't we, Ollie? Yeah. I don't know. I, I reckon I've got like four things here. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. I've got okay. Right. I'll hmm, okay. I'll 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 do the stuff I know you haven't watched then. Um I've watched a few television shows. Cool. I have finished Atlanta, the Donald Glover yeah, yeah, yeah. series. Um you like? I like a lot. Uh, like the ending, though. I don't... You need to talk to me about this ending because it was weird. You, he lived, he just, he's just basically homeless. He lives in the shed this whole time. Yeah. But you uh, just you, don't know. We do, Yeah, exactly. We just don't know. It's just Sorry. such a low-key ending. Yeah, exactly. It's like a powerful one. It's insane. Yeah, because I was like, what's the key for? Yeah. 
What a key for. And then at the start of the episode, I'm like, why people dress up as cows? Because they never answer that. Because there's a fucking ton of people <laughs> yeah. dressed up as cows. This show is very weird. Um, but yeah, I watched like the last five episodes pretty close with each other. And, and the first two are very different uh, episodes. One of them yeah. is focusing on Donald Glover's girlfriend in it, Ern's girlfriend. Um, and it's literally just all from her point of view. Yeah. And then the episode after that's from like, it's some like black, like television network, yeah. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was cool, but like they're so different, and you don't expect it. But at the same time, I'm kind of just like, w- I didn't know why for the diversions. I because they they do add story, but they don't actually really go anywhere. Um, so I thought that was weird. I don't know if the show a hundred percent knows what it wants to be yet. Um, I think that's what it is. I which I'm fine with. Look at all these other people. Yeah, it's just weird that it's not, I don't know. I just feel like I need a bit more structure. Yeah. Not I don't need it because I loved it, but I'd like some structure. I don't know. Um, yeah. But yeah, maybe I just need to get used to this kind of thing. Um, but yeah, standout character, Keith Stanfield, my boy. Yeah, he, he's, he really he's the best. Out, didn't he? Yeah, he's great. I loved him. Um, but yeah, it was just a really good show. Uh, and yeah, I'm just looking for season forward to season two. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. Oh, I, I've finished after a while. It, I watched a pilot for this show a while ago and then I didn't finish it until now, but I finished Ash versus the Evil Dead, oh, um, cool. which is like the, the, the uh, rebranding of the Evil Dead franchise um, is really funny and like just super camp like the old Evil Dead films and they capture that very well and it's not it's not like bad it's not like oh here they go again just trying to live off these old films they've made it very new yeah and unique and the two there are like there are three like main characters that are new. And kind of like Ash is the only one coming back from the Evil Dead franchise, basically. But these new characters are pretty cool. And you know, in some episodes, I'd like they'd be doing like A and B plots, and Ash would have like the A plot. And I was like, let's get back to this B plot with these new characters, which I think is a good thing because That's I think nice. every when you start it, obviously you're just in it for Ash. Um, yeah. But yeah, I really like these characters. So I think it's a good thing they've you know I grew on them. Um, so yeah, Ash vs Evil Dead is really fun. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to watching season two soon. Uh, oh, Netflix just yeah. dropped a series very secretly. I mean, yeah. they released a trailer like four days before, and then they dropped it. Uh, it was called The OA, yeah. Um, featuring Brit Marling, Emery Cohen from Brooklyn, who's the uh, American Italian in 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 Brooklyn, and uh, it's got Draco Malfoy's dad in it. Jason Isaacs. Um, but yeah, it's about a girl who disappeared seven years ago who was blind and she comes back with vision Whoa. and kind of what has happened. Um, and she's kind of telling us and several other characters the story of what happened. And it's fucking really trippy and weird. Um, it's really enjoyable though. I'm six episodes in out of eight. I haven't actually finished it yet, but I'm really enjoying it so far. It's kind of a secret. There's lots of secrets and mystery going on. So I'm looking forward to everything being revealed. 
Um, yeah, that's cool. I need to get around to it. I, yeah. I didn't know anything about it, but all the hype's just been insane for it. So I was just yeah. It's cool. Just it's just cool how Netflix can just drop shit like this. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. So I'm I'm really enjoying that. I've got two episodes. I need to finish them very soon. But yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Um. Hmm. Um. What to go to next? Films. Let's go films. I saw Rogue One two more times. I kind of already talked about it. Really enjoyed it. Really liked it. Uh, even more on subsequent viewings. Uh, Limitless. At home. Oh, that was okay. a big blind spot for me that I hadn't seen. So I was like, let's just watch Limitless. Oh, really? Yeah, I hadn't seen oh, Limitless. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. I liked it. I, yeah, it's a really, it's a really cool movie, actually. Yeah, I, I, I liked the film a lot. I liked it more when he was kind of starting out with the drug, and he kind of just is writer. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, when he when he gets into politics and uh, just businesses, I, that was still interesting. But I thought it was a, I thought it was more interesting him just being yeah. a, a writer with this uh, yeah. with this drug. But yeah, yeah. But you, you know you've got to take it to the extremes with this kind of thing. Yeah, because it's like a big, you know, film and that. I was like, fair enough. Um, uh, another a film dropped on Netflix a few weeks ago that got a lot of buzz a while back um, that did not come into cinemas here called Other People, which is... Uh, it's got Molly Shannon in it from SNL and she's in uh, Mia and the Dying Girl. She's the Dying Girl's mum. Right. Um, oh, and yeah, it's, got, yeah. it's got Jesse Plemons from Breaking Bad who played Todd. Um, and it's basically about Molly Shannon, who is going through, uh, she's going through cancer and her son played by Jesse Plemons, basically coming back home and looking after her. Uh, and he's like a struggling comedy writer who's fresh off a breakup. And it's basically just him dealing with his mum being sick and their relationship. Um, and it's based on the writer and director, Chris Kelly's real life. Mm -hmm. He's an SNL writer. Um, and yeah, it's, cool. it's yeah, it's pretty good. I enjoyed it. it yeah, I haven't heard about this, so that's cool. Yeah, Molly Shannon's great in it. She's really good. Yeah. Um, she she looks very different in times, and okay. it kind of shocked me because I've seen her in quite a lot of things, and I was like, wow, she you know she's looking rough now in yeah. in a in a <laughs> in a positive way. I don't know how <laughs> yeah. to say that. And then Jesse Jesse Plemons is just he's always good, really. Um, but yeah, just him struggling with lots of things. And he's got a really cool relationship with his dad as well because um, Jesse Plemons' character is gay and his dad just does not take that, but yeah. he loves him. So like, it's not like he hates him for being gay. He kind of just ignores that part. Yeah, it just um, out. Which is cool. I haven't seen that a lot no, in film. No, kind of a nice touch. You so, yeah. just get the angry stuff. Or like the yeah, exactly. Stuff. So yeah, he just ignores that. So I thought that was kind of interesting as well. But yeah, it's a it's a good film. I recommend it. I liked it, and it's yeah, it's on Netflix, and it's I think it's a, it's literally ninety seven minutes, so it's not nice. not too yeah. long. Uh, good good short film. Always yeah. Um. Now I think we go into crossover time. Yeah. Um. We watched Lion. Yes, we did. Which was like a unlimited screening that we don't usually like Cineworld unlimited screenings when they release a film earlier usually it's only a few days earlier yeah so i don't i never go to them but this one was like 
twenty days early or something. Like it uh, comes out yeah, in January. It's like a month away, I believe. Yeah, it comes out in January, so I was like, yeah, that's January kind of twentieth. That's kind of worth seeing. And I think the day, the day that it was on, the Golden Globe nominations came out, and then Dev Patel got um, a nomination for Best Supporting Actor oh, in it. And I was like, okay, cool, let's yeah. go see it. Um, I didn't. I seen one trailer, and I was kind of glimpsing at it because I was like. I just don't watch a lot of trailers now, so I wasn't really looking at it. But yeah. I, it surprised me um, yeah, a lot. It surprised me a lot too. Yeah, I, you know, I just did not. I didn't expect uh, it to be structured the way it was. I don't no. want to spoil it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed. I enjoyed it. Um, I didn't love it, but I enjoyed it. I thought I, Dev I Patel. I enjoyed the like first half a lot more than like the second half stuff yeah it slows down a lot yeah. um in the second half but it makes sense obviously why it yeah. slows down yeah. um it is, yeah it's just a really tight film i didn't expect much from it i thought it was kind of like super oscar baby but it was yeah. really kind of real as well which was nice yeah and it's just that's a really interesting like dilemma for uh the main character to go through when he's yeah. older that was the main thing that i really took from it i was like wow that's kind of a fucked up thing to always be thinking about yeah um and it's got to happen to so many people <laughs> yeah it's basically it's basically a film promoting google maps or google street view isn't it <laughs> kind of yeah pre street view um that's like all we use in the film yeah. um and yeah i think the only this is why i was getting confused about the overlap because i think the only other overlap was rogue one um no. Rogue, no. Rogue One was one of them, but then I was like, we kind of talked about it enough. But yeah, I haven't had a chance to see it again. Yeah. Um, Moana, right? Oh, yeah, crap. Yeah, because I already yeah, you saw that. Moana a second time. I watched yeah. it the first time. Yeah, I forgot about that. What did you think of Moana? I thought it was really fun, really cute, kind of just like a different story than the usual Disney stuff. Yeah. It's obviously. This is a lot of a bigger deal to me than Frozen is. Oh, yeah. It's better um, than Frozen for sure. Yeah, and the songs are super catchy. I haven't had a chance to properly get into the soundtrack, but I will. I, I sing You're Welcome by The Rock, like, every day. Like, yeah. it is a part of my day. Yeah, um, when we were doing the Rogue One special, you were just playing it. <laughs> yeah, I love that song. I listen to it. I listen to the soundtrack quite a lot. I don't yeah. think I've ever really... No, out of, like, the new Disney stuff, I haven't, like blasted a soundtrack like that obviously with the old like you know disney stuff i'd always listen to that music but yeah i haven't felt like that with tangled or with frozen and moran oh, yeah, the one that really captured it um yeah. but yeah it's, it's it's just really fun it looks beautiful um i just think moran is a really good role model you know for young yeah, girls yeah. and yeah a very different princess from the usual yeah. bunch yeah, yeah, and they explain it quite well in the film as well. Yeah. How she isn't, but she is, but yeah. <laughs> She's the chief's daughter. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But yeah, that was just a really great movie. Mm-hmm. Good, good entry from Disney again. Exactly. Making in that money. Killing it. Um, and then you, the, the other one would be Passengers. Oh, yeah. Uh, passengers, yeah. I am so What did you think, Kiefer? I'm interested to know what you think also. I, I didn't like it. Ah, okay. I I enjoyed it. Um, like, I don't know. I'm I don't... 
I don't know if you can talk about, like, I, I feel like it's hard to talk about without spoilers. If yeah. you know what I mean. Not really. I just, for me, for me, it felt predictable. Okay. Yeah. But I, I think, I think the creative stuff around that made up for it. I don't know. I really like the ship and I like... The yeah, the ship's super cool. Built. Yeah. But... Chris Pratt was fine. I didn't yeah. really like the rest of the acting. Okay. Even Lawrence, which is really surprising because she's great. She's always like killing her, it. But yeah. there's just something off about her in this. Okay. Um, and there was like some really cool moments mm-hmm. in like really small bits that just didn't tie together. And then the whole love side of it was just really boring for me. Okay, that's weird for me. Yeah. Because... Like I said, even I, I've talked, I don't know if I've talked about this with you, Kiefer, but I've talked about it with people that when this film was first announced, yeah. the premise that they said is not used in the trailer, even though it is the premise of the film. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 But I don't want to say it to you because you, you might, you don't, you might not know okay. what it is uh, and then... It's not a spoiler, though, I don't think, because oh, it's yeah. literally the first oh, 20 yeah. minutes of the film. They have 90 years. Yeah, that you don't know then, just from yeah, what you said already. But there is a big problem, or it's not even a problem if they address it properly, but there's a problem with an action that a character does, and I don't feel like they really, like... I, I feel like if they talked about it more, it could have been, like, super interesting, because it's a very... It's a very interesting decision that character makes at the start of the film. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I just like, wish... When, you think, when, when I think about it, that kind of that stuff, the confliction is really cool. Yeah, uh, it's just they don't go into it a lot. Yeah, I just don't know. There just wasn't anything that I was like, well, this is really satisfying. I was kind of just like going along, being like, wait, yeah. big blockbuster movie which is really boring me. Yeah, I don't I I, just, I didn't f- I I felt like the um the predictable stuff of it was, you know, like the third act kind of bit when the problems start happening. Um yeah, and I kind I of just didn't think they like I just I would have liked it without the problems. Yeah. And it just being a relationship film, like a big budget relationship film. Yeah, so I think that could have been cool. Seeing how it's like Titanic in space and whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it didn't need to be. It could have just been a really cool love story. Yeah. Um, Can I ask it a pervy question? No. Oh. Sure. I heard yeah. there was some sex scenes in this film. Not really. But I feel no. it's, it's for a bit. Yeah, that's nothing. Yeah. No. no. There's not, you know. They have you see, sex. You see Pratt's butt, I think, right? Yeah, they have sex. There's no, it's not like. In a lot of the press that I say, they kind of. No, if no, if no. They talk about it so much. They're yeah. like, hey, for this sex scene that we had, blah, blah, yeah. blah. It's not a thing. It's yeah. no big deal. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't impressed by it. Okay, yeah, I understand. What would you give it? Like? I'd give it like 6.5 to 7. So I, I, I'd give it a positive. What would you give it, Keith? Like a 4 to a 5, maybe. Wow, okay. And and I I can't give films a four unless they're <laughs> literally like not a film. Yeah. 
that's how I judge things. But yeah. Okay, cool. Ah, uh, sweet. Interesting. Um, is that what you got, Ollie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me. Cool. Uh, I guess I'll just jump into my stuff since we're here. Sure. Um, uh, rewatched Adventureland. Oh yeah. Jesse Eisenberg, Kristen Stewart film. I haven't seen that for years. Yeah. Um, it was yeah. We was just on Netflix, and I was like, I haven't seen this in ages. I remember yeah. it being really cool, and it was. <laughs> It's just it's just nice when you watch something you remember being like just a fun watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty just chill. Living it. Yeah, just like teen. Yeah, being a teenager is really hard. Cool characters in it. It's, it's yeah, it's basically just a character-led drama. Yeah. About this guy who's working over in an adventure land. Adventure land. <laughs> yeah, like a theme park. Hey, yeah. The title. Um, but yeah, that was that. It's quite an old movie now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then an even older movie, uh, When Harry Met Sally. Ooh. Oh. Which yeah. John watched a few episodes ago, I believe. Yeah. Oh, cool. Have you seen it all as well, Ollie, or not? Yeah, I saw it a while ago. Yeah. Um, it's really cool, like, the way they jump through time yeah. and just build the relationship. It feels really, like, you get such a good payoff in the end of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think, that, I think that's a nice way to structure it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and obviously, like, that's such a big deal about this movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that was, that was good. Weird to see Carrie Fisher in anything other than Star Wars, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then, other than that, there's one episode of TV called for the show This Is Us. Oh, cool. Did you start that? Yeah, I watched the pilot. Sweet. Super good. Yeah, the twist at the end is cool, right? Just, just the whole thing. Yeah. The whole package. It's just so well done. Yeah, and I need to watch more. And they're acting muscles to like the break. Oh yeah, like, like even Milo, I can't say his name. V- Ventimiglia or something. Yeah, the hero's guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, he one of his scenes is just like the most one of the most intense, insane pieces of acting I've ever seen. Oof, that's hype. Is that in? Is that in the hospital? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, yeah, just the way all the other characters aren't really together yet, but you know something's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, because obviously they're, you know, they're showing all of them, so they have to be connected in some way or be connected. Yeah. Um, and you, you can just tell it's really well written and directed. Yeah, and I, I'm just, I'm just super interested because you know, I just, I don't, I don't know where it goes from here. Yeah. And that's very interesting to me. Um, and yeah, do you know what I meant about like the weird comedy with like the dad kind of plot line? Yeah, yeah like he's just stood at the door for like minutes. Yeah. Given the speech and they just flips. And yeah, it's exactly. So rewarding and so good straight away. Yeah, up. it's very good. Mm-hmm. We talked about this a few episodes ago, John, on just like what's out this week. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's a show called This Is Us and it's just, it's like, it, it's a very... Crazy, crazy stupid love. Yes, the, it's, the, it's the riot of Crazy Stupid Love um, show running this show and it's just like got huge buzz from America. I think it's on its full, like Christmas break now, so like 12, 8 or 12 episodes already dropped and more, you know, coming like January, February and Channel 4's just got it now and we'll catch up before right. they start back. But yeah, just from the first episode, it was very good. Yeah, like I'm super in for the show. Yeah. i to see what the rest of the season has. Yeah, I keep meaning to watch more, and I just haven't, so I need to. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, that's everything for me. Uh, wow, that's quick. Yeah, there wasn't much, and a lot of it was overlap anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So John hasn't been on in a while, so yeah, I'm expecting so a real hefty list. Right? I'm expecting a mountain. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so it's, uh, it's better than four. Okay. Which is my average. Yeah. Um. So I was watching a show called uh, This Is Us. Huh. Uh, yeah. Hey, oh. Kiefer, we've yeah. been watching that show. Yes, I thought it was Kiefer Hush. Sure, sure. So I've seen three episodes. Uh-huh. Um, but I was just taught pilot because mm-hmm. loved the pilot. The end is great. Cool. We can talk about Twist now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's in the 70s. Yeah. Um, and it's a great reveal. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just really... Heartwarming. Yeah, and it was it was good for me because um, I knew that I when I remember when the pilot dropped in America okay. and I just kept hearing like there's this crazy twist at the end yeah. and I meant to watch it then and luckily I just didn't get spoiled right. and it you know it came to when it came out awesome. and I was watching the whole thing trying to think of the twist yeah. and I was kind of thinking I think the thing that made it not work was like I was thinking these guys are pregnant these guys are kids. Yeah. You you know, maybe they that works, but yeah. then and then um you know, you got a black guy and I was like, Man, how does he link into yeah. it though? Um and then and then I didn't get I didn't get the I didn't get the fact that they adopted him mm. until like a minute after. I don't know why. I had the same thing. It's cause it's cause like whoever the, the dad like drops him at the fire station or yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. And then the guy comes up and says to like the main couple, like, I found this guy. Can mm. you believe it? I thought he was going to adopt him. Yeah. Um, and then the fact that they adopted him and, like, it is their third child who died, I think that's a really nice, um, I just think that's a really nice imagery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's like they didn't lose one. Yeah. It's just a great pilot. And it's just is it interesting great. where it goes? I really like it. Yeah. And um, I, it's a show that we need because it's, Fucking depressing world at the minute. Yeah. We need a bit of light-hearted, mm-hmm. smushy TV. Yeah. I really yeah. like it. Good. Um, finished Westworld. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. A little bit went over my head a little bit. I was sort of like half engaged, half like... Oh, Shake my head. I know, I know. It's, you know, it's, it is what it is. I need someone to talk about this goddamn show with properly. I watch it properly. And it pisses me off because we all started on this train I'm not and then Kiefer jumps off. Yeah. John's not paying attention. I'm the only hardcore. I'm not denying it's good. I just don't think it's worth the. Like, it, it doesn't deserve a 9.2 on IMDb. It's better, no. The fact w- the <laughs> fact that you say it goes over your head means that you wouldn't appreciate the stuff though, no? Even though I, d- even the stuff, yeah, I, d- I don't think it's even with that. I disagree. Yeah, I just don't. Maybe it's it, my favorite show of this year. Okay. What Stranger Things though? <sighs> don't fucking. <laughs> the Revenant of TV shows. For fuck's yeah. sake, man. Yeah, I just, yeah, whatever. I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to talk about it. Um, I watched <laughs> two episodes of Insecure. Yeah. HBO comedy. Which I watched, I've only watched one of still. Okay. 
I wouldn't watch more, but I just haven't got angry mm-hmm. yet. I th- I, yeah, same. I really enjoyed the first two. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Yeah. It's engaging. It's nice tone. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's cool because just like Atlanta, yeah. it's it's her writing the show. It's yeah. her like show running it. Yeah. I just yeah. think I think it's cool that we're getting these people that have their own vision. And they, you know, they don't have to argue with someone else. They can just make the show they want to make. Yeah, I really like her. I think she's really cool. Yeah, she's very ca- charismatic. Yeah, it's just it's funny and it's a nice new flavor. Yeah, and it's the, it's not it's not a uh, viewpoint we see a lot in TV, like yeah, a black female. Black female. Yeah. I mean, so that's a nice I mean, thing to see. I mean, we have like the the show that comes to mind is Scandal with that. Yeah, but, but it's such but a different comedy, genre. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, dating scene. Yeah. yeah, it's very cool. I like it so far. Good. Um, I finished uh, divorce. Yeah, still haven't watched anymore. Like, it's not great. It's good, but I yeah, really, but I like that it's not great. It's like there's anything. It's like it's just easy. It's just a nice sort of what can I put on? And I I I must have yeah it just annoys me because sharon hogan um is just such a good writer (coughs) and then like when i heard she's writing for hbo Mm. i'm like wow and then just what we got was kind of like okay to good and i'm like she you know catastrophe i like catastrophe a lot so I yeah. basically just wanted another catastrophe. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a fine show. I'm kind of surprised it got renewed. Um, mm, yeah. But, but, you know... It's I'm guessing Sarah Jessica Parker goes a long way. Like, you know, HBO, coming back to HBO. I suppose so, yeah. I think, I think, yeah. I think it did well, you know, viewer-wise. Yeah, so. I mean, I watched the second season. It's just if it's just, you know, millions of people like you, then that makes sense, yeah. so, right? It's just a nice thing to put on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just there. Uh, what should I go to now? Um, let me see. I've got another show to mention, but I want to save it for towards the end. Interesting. Um, I watched um a film called Before Sunrise. Yeah. Which I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so Richard Linklater film, nineteen ninety five. It's the first of three. It stars Ethan Hawke and Judy Delpy, and um, oh, I fucking loved it. It's yeah, so good. I and need to watch these films because like, I've I, been meaning to. Um, I think I'm not meant to know this. But I think I'm getting them for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I've seen the first. I'm dying to see the next two. I love it. It's, tr- it's the most unlikely trilogy. It's just like it was such a small film. And to warrant another two after it years apart. Yeah. I think it was really cool. It feels like it feels like that's how he got the idea for boyhood. Yeah. In a way. I think, I think you're right. Um, like a scattered do you have a movie series. Like a f- link later film at this point. At this point, I'll ask you a question. Um, Keith is just thinking, don't say boyhood. Uh, well, I am, but it's not, I'll it's, it. not, it's not boyhood. Um, yeah. I, the ones that come to mind are um, Everybody Wants Some, School of Rock, and this before sunrise. Fair enough. Um, Days and Confused yet? No. Which is crazy. I Even though I didn't like it as I much as Everybody Wants Some. I have sort of out there films like 
it's gonna darkly and Ugh, yeah that's I, weird i mean uh, i need to have you seen that yeah it's a weird film i need to um dive into his more like strange stuff yeah but i don't know how you take that stuff but i just what i've seen so far is just right up my street mm-hmm. so yeah i love the first i'm dying to see before sunset and before midnight which is the next two what's the first one called before sunrise is there not one called after Something. Not that no, I'm aware of. I, I thought I thought like the first two were before and then the last one was after or something. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe you're right. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty I sure it was just, just the before trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Check. I'm, I'm not midnight before sunset before sunrise. Done me. Okay. okay. Before sunrise is finished. But yeah. So yeah, loved it. Don't see the next two. Um. What's next? To watch show and a Christmas film. I'll do the Christmas film. Yeah, a Christmas film. I, I rewatch it every year. It's my favourite Christmas film. Interesting. It's Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. You just want to see the Donald Trump cameo. No, I, I swear to God, that's, I, it's just, it's a magical masterpiece of a film. So you like, you like it more than Home Alone 1? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's, it's just classic. Chris Columbus just creates magic a lot. Yeah. Like, even the first Harry Potter. Even Pixels, the hit film Pixels. You do mm. that? Let's yeah. not talk about that. Fucking hell. Yeah. Like, Jesus. How old is he now, do you know? Um, I don't know. Hope he must be getting on. Yeah, I hope he isn't too old. But yeah. 1958, he was born. Okay, so he's 58. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, I love I love this film. It's just ultimate. It gets me in the mood. Um, top to bottom, great scene by scene. Love it. Mm-hmm. Lastly, show. Yeah. The affair. Oh yeah. Now oh, yeah. I, d- I don't want to say much because I know that you might binge. Well, you're gonna yeah. watch it once it's done, right? Yeah. As I said, I knew I know that. It it sets is set like three years after season two. Right. Okay. So, and that Brendan Fraser is in it, yeah. which surprised me yeah. a lot. This show crept up on me this year. I was sort of in my leftover funk, and uh, didn't really pay attention. And even though I loved this show, I sort of didn't give it the excitement it deserved. Uh-huh. But I think it's good that it's a bit because I'm enjoying it more more for it yeah um it's it's just it's so far it's been awesome it's mm-hmm. just week on week so well done i think um i love it i think it's it's wonderful character development and um i, I obviously i won't say too much but i just really like where it's going and um I'm I'm halfway through the season. I've just seen episode five of, of out of ten, mm-hmm. so I'm halfway there. But it feels like it's gone really fast. Um, I just yeah, I think it's awesome, and uh, I'm excited for you to see it. And then yeah, oh well, yeah, I'll watch yeah, it as soon as so it's good. done. Yeah, it's so good. I hope recommended the affair season three. Boom, that's what I've been watching, apart from one other film. Yep. Which was this week's... Film Club. Is that a new jingle? Sure. I like it. Um, 
Keeper, reminded yeah. me on what you picked last week. I picked where the wild things are. Okay. And we found them. You, you <laughs> hopefully found them. Did you, you actually watch it, John? Did you get yeah, a chance? Yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah, didn't watch any of the other song clubs. No. No. <laughs> Maybe they'll be it's on fine. It's fine. People get busy. We'll let them off this one time. It depends on what he. It depends what he picks for his film club. It's because he hasn't watched all the fucking film clubs as well. Yeah. Once again, I'm the only person one. that's watched every film club. I missed one. You missed one. Uh, that's all you need. I'll watch it one day. Yeah. Fine. Report back on how much I hate it. I feel like I already am. Uh, Spectacular now, which was good, um, and Cloud Atlas. Fuck you, too, Kiefer. Wait. When was Spectacular now? That was really, yeah. Right near the start. It might have been a practice one. It was a practice one, but oh, it still, it still counts. Know. That still counts. Wow. Nah. Anyway. Snaky. Keeper, just give us some like, background on this film. Everyone around me snaky. Anyway, <laughs> Where the Wild Things Are came out in 2009, directed by Spike Jones. Guy made her and such good films like that. Uh, it's about a boy who runs away and finds this magical world filled with wild things. Okay. That yeah. Super good. Ollie, what do you think? I I grew up with this book and I was getting like that. The nostalgia uh, feels like right from watching the film and especially when he put his onesie on. I was like, oh boy, here we go. Um, I found it very interesting because obviously it's a kid's film, it's a kid's book, mm. but the film isn't a kid's film. You, I feel like a kid could watch it, but they'd probably just be bored more than anything. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's kind it's, of it's it's, it's, it's more for adults. Weirdly adult focused. Yeah, which is weird. And like that's you know that's the bit when um, Carol wi- rips the um, arm off of. Yeah another one of them yeah which was quite yeah it was quite scary um but yeah i I enjoyed it um i found it interesting the way they did it and you know i didn't i don't know obviously because i was a kid when i was reading the book but like i didn't realize how uh all of the wild things related to an emotion of max's which i liked um and then you know, yeah, they it's 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 still it's still kind of f- formulaic, obviously, because it's a kids' book. But in the way of you know, he learns from of these people, and then he goes back home, and he's kind of you know fine again. Um, but yeah, I I basically just liked how kind of adult and kind of it felt like an indie film, even though I think it was quite big budget. Yeah, which I found yeah. interesting. What did you think, John? Um, yeah, I don't have any problems with it. Um. I thought it was interesting, yeah, it's just this whole idea of it's a kid's film, but it's not, it's sort of nuanced, yeah. and more adult-oriented, um, it's sort of a, a funny um, grey area of a kid's film. Um, I, yeah, I thought it was good, um, I like the vibe, I like the idea, um, it's nice and different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it, I wasn't like, uh, yeah, I didn't love it, but I couldn't really find a fault with it. Yeah, no, I didn't love it either. Yeah. I just thought it was kind of a good, it was just good. Yeah, that's how I feel. Um, and, you know, it's nice to get a sort of peaceful ending and 
Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting. There wasn't like a big climax or anything. You no. kind of had the you had the middle kind of mud fight, but yeah. other than that, uh, yeah, it's just it's uh, him um, learning and understanding. Under the idea that each wild thing is an emotional matters, watching them interact with each other is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because they all they're quite dysfunctional, but they all work. Yeah, it's interesting how they relate to each other because obviously, yeah, that's it's just like it feels like what's going on inside of him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I thought it was good. Um, what would you give it out of ten? Oof. Uh, I'll give it a strong seven. Okay. Yeah. Out of ten. I'd probably say six point five. Mhm. Yeah. What would you give it, Keith? Fair enough. Uh, Fair enough. I'd say probably an eight. 